Podcast, broadcast number 21, livinginthemovie.com, shadowtechbook.com, shadowtechtheory.com. So this, this broadcast is about the deep, deep, deep roots of conflict in self, in relationship, in culture, and how the conflict is never just a difference of opinion. There can be that level of conflict, and you get great conversations out of that. You get debates. Um, But when the roots of conflict are deeper, they go into the emotional body, they go into the deepest impulses in our unconscious, they go into old wounds, old residual material that we're holding on to psychologically held in our physiology and when you get into a conflict it uproots this energy it triggers the body and what is most people are doing in in conflict in cyclical conflict protest movements all kinds of conflict in relationships is they're just re-triggering the old wounds over and over again and Melissa and I are still doing that. Although we understand it now, we're still doing that. And we're going for a walk here, and we're having a conversation about what we're going to talk about today. And during the course of that conversation, we get into a conflict. And it's not just the fact that we don't know what we're going to talk about, and so we have a debate about it. But in this case, it started to pull up some really yucky stuff for Melissa. And I asked her, so what is it? I'm really insistent that we set some boundaries for what the conversation is going to be about. And I uh, triggered something in her. So I think she needs to talk about what's being triggered in her and where it comes from and how this energy is fueling the conflict. Well, um, it's a deeper, older part of who we are and who I am. Um, There's a feminine, more expansive way of understanding and communicating information and and uh, wisdom and this way allowed for many 
just hold on for a second. Many people and tribes over the years to live in a more balanced way with their environment and with the overall universal life force which is operating. In other words, you're saying that the indigenous people had a more feminine way of seeing themselves and the way that they should be in the world. It was, it was a more connected way, what we would call maybe in third circuit or um, integral or spiral dynamics, uh-huh. more mythological. It was or, a more mythic, it was a more archaic, it was a less rational way of seeing self in the world. But this way um, is a lot more powerful than what um, the Westerner cared to acknowledge. And so they pushed all that energy. They repressed it. And then the church came and they repressed it more. And it became dark shadow material. And so that way of experiencing the world um, was put into darkness until pretty recently. So this is a patriarchal way of thinking and and being. And it was, and it decimated massive amounts of population. Now, our understanding of this is a little bit um, broader because everything is always evolving Uh and with evolution something dies. Yep. Now, patriarchy and this way of being uh, the third circuit, very ordered way, it's very expansive and it's created everything that we have now. All civilization. Civilization, all of technology. Right. But through it, uh-huh. we've, we've um, actually become out of balance with this other side of the equation, which is a much more expansive, okay. uh, inner expansive. So let me way. try to summarize that if possible put some order on that, right? right? Because that's what kind of this all kind of came out of is is that you wanted to have a conversation that was really organic and free. And I wanted to have a much more ordered conversation. Right. And so we got into this archetypal conflict. Right. And and the thing is is that what what we're both trying to come to terms with here is that balance is in between these two. Right. And in terms of what the context you were talking about earlier with the Native Americans, um, it, is, it is logically possible that the Native American way of life could have merged with the European way of life in some balanced fashion, but that's not what happened. No. The poles, the, uh, the polar dynamics played out and the feminine was repressed and this is a you know this is this has now become 
a meme, which the whole meme of patriarchy and its and how it is objectively bad and wrong. Right. I'm, and I'm not saying that. And you're, I know you're not saying that. I'm just saying to right. people that there's nothing objectively wrong or bad about patriarchy, just like how there's nothing objectively wrong about being male or masculine thought right. or creating order. There's right. nothing, I mean, it's, it's good. Yeah. But I what mean, we're we saying is... we wouldn't have this technology that we're using right yeah. now if it wasn't for We that. would not have this technology if it wasn't for that very male-ordered mind. Right. But what, what, what I want to try to get to here is how our argument um, is archetypal in nature, and you started to point down to roots and saying... Tell me if I'm wrong here, I'll try to say this right. That that when we were having this conflict of order over chaos, it brought up these feelings in you, you said these to me, that um, you were not being, your essence was not being allowed to emerge because of my idea that we would create so much order, so much boundaries for this conversation, that you would be stifled. Well, that's what, that's what and, happens. And that's, that with, goes all the way back to our history, right. and you're saying this is a much, much older conflict than just us having this today. Right. This is the whole history of civilization. And, and this is what happened with science, too, and they're having this big science march today. Um, that because of this way of thinking, it actually eliminates a whole range of, of understanding the universe, which the ancients and the alchemists understood, that is science, but it is a different way of experiencing science. For example, the understandings of life and energy existing in cycles. That essence itself, that it's a, that's a feminine, that's feminine knowledge, and that keeps on being forgotten. Mm -hmm. And it's even in our cosmology, our theory of evolution is a linear idea that there was nothing and then out of nothing came something and that it's just this, there was nothing before and there will be nothing after and it's this linear line of time or time space. And it's pretty clear to anybody that gets in touch with, with a more open, more feminine approach that... That's not what happened. What we're witnessing coming from the Big Bang is a outward moving masculine push from a greater cycle that has another side to it, a more feminine inward moving side, and that we're just witnessing a part of a greater cycle. Right. These men could not see that. Our whole civilization could not see that. Right, and so because of this natural push out towards expansion, which I, I think has been natural as a way to get us to the place that we're at now, um, has put all of these deeper, the deeper uh, nature 
um, the positive side of that, which is this deeper understanding, this deeper innate intuition and knowledge, which comes from whatever you want to call a greater program. Um, the cosmos, the nature, cosmos, nature, people would say God, God, however you want to say it, right. it's coming from a much greater you're, system. You're saying this feminine wisdom or feminine knowledge is coming well, from a greater, knowledge. all knowledge yeah. or all wisdom or all gnosis is the word we should gnosis, use. Yes. Right. And, and you're saying this is, there is a, you're saying that there is a more feminine acceptance it's a it's an inward moving acceptance wave Actually, that is part of the evolutionary process of mind and that feminine side of the wave is being rejected well not entirely it comes out when people take drugs when they're when they drink alcohol right um they, well, it comes um, out in a lot of ways in the New Age movement, for example, is very feminine. Right. It comes out in different ways, but there hasn't been an understanding that there should be a natural balance between this external uh, force out, or right. the one, and the zero, and this expansive. I think that the feminine is... is it's not necessarily inward. It feels very expansive to me, actually. Hmm. Um, it doesn't feel. It oh, feels I know what you mean. Like right. I know what you mean. Well, because it's a connecting force. It's the love force. It connects with everything. It connects. Right. It is relationship. Right. Um, but maybe we can kind of sum up this little part of it. I think well, we've made that point, right? Do you want to say something else? Well, I just wanted to say that that's the positive side of it but then the repressed side of it is uh -huh. all this um this pain and this trauma in other words the shadow of the feminine due to its repression right this repression and the decimation and murder and um yeah repression of that innate yep. intuitive right. connected Right. Way of experiencing right. the world and your, your environment. So in the postmodern in the postmodern West, as we become more connected again with this really with the feminine way of seeing the world in ourselves, um, then what comes up with that is all of the shadow material from the repression. Right. Well see the fact is is that we our globe is small now. We are a global community. Right. And we don't have anywhere to expand anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that is, you're so, right. That is sort of the natural end of the masculine colonization phase. Right. It is kind of slowing down and it is invoking the feminine force through humanity because it's a natural consequence we can't expand anymore right so we have to connect with something much greater to connect us into a way of living and understanding which brings the best of this ancient wisdom with the modern 
um, and everything we've learned through the patriarchy, right? The order, all the science, the science, the technology, right? It's a balance. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, again, as usual, the the effects of repression, the effects of repressed. Um, it's 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 really it's all mixed up. It's not just repressed femininity. It's all kinds of repressed expression that is the natural result of any society that wants to strictly order people's growth. And people are just at a phase, at least in the in a lot of places in the world where we are now, there is so much novelty in the human personality, in human life. There's so much novelty, there's so much diversity that all those old structures of, of boundaries for society are not all totally obsolete at all, but have to all be questioned, I think with, with care. But what we see happening, let's talk about politically, mm -hmm. how we see a radical um, activist, anarchist, left-wing movement, which is unnatural flip-flopping because you remember where the civilization was just 40, 50 years ago with all of the repression, all the right-wing, so-called right-wing repression that was being forced and um well it was it was somewhat natural but then it was also controlled too as a combination of things but on this grander on this grander scale the activist angry left-wing boundary dissolving social justice warrior what you might call um energy is creatively actually important because it's breaking boundaries right. which stifle human novelty. Right. On the other hand, if one, to the degree that one falls into those kinds of programs, like we saw this woman today who is a, an activist leader in Berkeley, and I uh, can't remember what her name is, what was the name of her, of her group? By all means necessary. Right. And she was on this interview basically saying, we are a militant group and um, we will cause destruction of people and property to make our voice heard. And, you know, I have a legal background and I can tell you that that is going to shake up a lot of things, but there's no future in that. And that if you want to really make changes, you can have your protests and be very loud. But if you start getting down to anar that's an anarchism is not even a good word because it's misused, but a totally disordered, um, destructive mode, you start getting down to that level of things. And you start, um, and you don't even use your brain and, and file lawsuits and use the law and use your rationality. And if you have a good argument for why the boundaries of society are too uh, restrictive, 
well then present your argument in a way that rational people are going to understand and let's see if your argument floats but they don't want to do that because they are so their ego and i'll turn this over to you in a second our e their ego is being is um is aligned with it is um with so much shadow material that's repressed in their unconscious and that their activism has become a rationale for acting out all of this innate repressed animal violence and when we see all these people that are being violent black block antifa people and all of this that's the positive side of a destructive cycle and they have a negative side. They have a victimization and a grief side that you don't see when they're out in the streets. They're at home when they're grieving. And it's very, very uh, destructive. And they need to do work on themselves. But this society is so materialistic and outward looking that there's no example out there for people like this to do work on themselves, right? Well, yeah, so these people are basically um, carrying the same wound that we carry, which is uh, pain and abandonment from the family, yeah. from, from nature, from the culture. Yeah. And, and it's turned into a shadow complex or these autonomous... Um, destructive energy systems that want to feed right cyclically right on this pain that they're holding we call this the victim victor cycle and it's the unconscious destructive cycle of unresolved shadow energy in individuals and when people align themselves with a common ideology then they become a battery a battery, a big battery, like connected in series. Like if you connect a bunch of batteries together, you're going to get more energy out of it. And what's really interesting about it is that there's greater destructive parasitic systems that are actually feeding on the cyclical movement of dis of their displacement and their conflict. Uh -huh. Besides just on an individual level, uh -huh. there's bigger destructive energies, par parasitic energies like in the government. Right. Uh, that are actually keeping it going and feeding off of that in multitudes. Exactly. This is why you see people like George Soros and all kinds of infiltrators funding these destructive movements because they are they recognize that people are unconscious they recognize that people are wounded and that people can be triggered into acting chaotically and then they can use that as leverage to get what they want and that's basically what a virus does that's what a parasite does it uses trickery to trigger a host organism into acting in a way that benefits the parasite and so we see that going on in government. We see that going on in the actual minds of the people themselves. We see that going on throughout these groups is a parasitic, unconscious, psychic force. Very real, very scientific, electrodynamic, 
um, electromagnetic dynamism, very real. And we see this playing out and it all is sourced in these core wounds that you, Melissa, were talking about earlier when we first started the conversation. Your personal experience that you had before we started this conversation of feeling victimized right. it's a, it's was, a, was, a, was, was a microcosm of a much greater right. pain body, as it were. Yeah, and I've been working on this pain, this emotional pain through emotional processing now for, for two years. More than that now, almost three uh, years, I think, we've been doing... Probably two, two and a half yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And so I can just sit in that pain, into that emotional pain, and allow it to just go through me and let that emotion live and then bring acceptance and compassion to that natural emotional flow of that energy of that pain and then it just dissipates right. and allows good the natural joy right. the natural life force to flow through me again so each bit by bit by bit it's shrinking this wound Can by I, doing that doing this emotional processing i just it's want to really add one amazing. thing before letting you continue on of talking about how we clear this energy. And that is to just add the one, add the one point that when we were talking there a minute ago about the example of violent activist, leftist um, political operatives and, and protesters, they're only one side of the spectrum, right. right? And we are very, very familiar with the abuses of power that are on the other side of the spectrum. Oh yeah, and the oh, racism right. and all. All of that. And so these are, they say that these are reactions, I mean they are reactions, to um, oppressive power that was already in place. And that's true. They are. But they're just very primal reactions that can be dealt with in a more conscious manner if we can come to understand from a greater view the cycles that are playing out and then have the courage and the will to actually clear this repressed energy from ourselves because we are acting as batteries and as long as we have all this repressed shadow energy all this old rage this old fear guilt grief locked inside of us from we, we now know we we're looking at this article on epigenetics, that they have been testing worms, which are much more obviously primitive than human beings, and they're seeing epigenetic effects um, being passed on 14 generations. Right. So in other words, you can relive the patterns that your ancestors lived who were traumatized many generations down. Right. And so we're all holding on to all this old trauma right. of this this ordered civilization, which has a good side, creating civilization and everything good that came out of it, and has a bad side in that it is very murderous and repressive and oppressive. Right. And so 
The point is, is not which side of the spectrum your particular psychology is aligned with. But the point is, is getting to the core root, old emotional repressed roots of these conflicts and clearing this yuck out of yourself. Right. Um, otherwise, what happens, and a lot of people who are into exploring and investigating the dark side of government and, and history and false flags and even metaphysical darkness, uh-huh. until we take responsibility for our own darkness, our own shadow, this own repressed trauma that's in all of us as humanity, we've all, we all have it. Uh-huh. It, we're slaves. Oh, we're, we're slaves we're to our being, cycles. We're slaves to our own cycles, but we're also slaves to this destructive corporate, destructive government, parasitic. Yeah, because um, when you're system that's feeding off of our own lack. Right. Of harmony within ourselves. Right. Imagine that inside every individual is a little ecosystem of destructive complexes. This is the shadow in psychological terms. And that it is electrodynamically aligned and chemically aligned with the shadow complexes of other people and with entire nations. They share, entire nation societies share common wounds, common complexes, common fears and feelings. And as a whole, we have these, this giant ecosystem of destructive patterns playing out. And you can see this in levels, the individual level, the relational level, family level, group level, different holons. And each holon or level of this destructive conflict uh, has its own space in time and and can be understood like Eckhart Tolle talks about this is something very important that he talks about that you don't hear very much about with him is the pain body right that's what we're and talking. so he says that individuals can have a pain body right and that there can be a pain body in families and that there can be a pain body in entire demographics of peoples uh, women have a particular pain body. Or women in Western culture will have a pain body. Women in Eastern cultures will have a slightly different pain body. Right. Different but, ethnic groups have different pain bodies. Yeah, these are different systems of, of life energy, which is destructive to human beings and human society. This is not woo-woo, new age stuff. This is where psychology needs to go. Right. This is science. This is a burgeoning science. Right. And this just doesn't affect you on an emotional level. This also affects you on a physical level in your own body with chronic disease. There it is. Chronic this, disease this is totally block. linked to your pain body, yeah. to your shadow complexes. Right. Absolutely. So this is super important and we believe that the only way that we are going to step out of this cyclical conflict that we're experiencing 
in the West right now, and I see it really all over the world, Yep, is that some of us are going to have to do this deeper internal cleansing, right? which is just a microcosm of what the planet is doing right now anyway. It's going through a massive right. cleansing. Right. And we're going to have to do this challenging, yet very effective, important work. Because once you're able to um, understand your own pain body, understand and feel and allow your own pain to integrate and heal, then when you get into a conflict with someone, you're able to slightly zoom out of it and bring compassion into the experience and it does not, it can stop the conflict. You can stop a conflict by bringing in a natural compassion, a natural heart energy, which we call the heart is toxic to the virus. It will stop. But you can't do that until you bring enough of your own energy back into your a flow of energy through your whole body. In other words, you have to start doing shadow work. You have to shrink this pain. And the only way to shrink your own pain is to do shadow work right. and this emotional processing work. Right. And so that we um, we always talk about that, right? Right. So you can find that on all our websites. Right. And um, we'll again do more podcasts that are about shadow work and about emotional processing, emotional clearing, as John Ruskin calls it. And let's just say the websites are shadowtechtheory.com, shadowtechbook.com, livinginthemovie.com and soon and then, no uh, one experience is coming soon which is uh, a musical performance based on this work and the first phase is the negrito which is the the shadow the dark right. night it's alchemy right this is what we're doing right now everyone on the planet is doing this right negrito work negrito is happening right the shadow is coming to light Right. globally right and we're dissecting it as a science and we're creating art music performance theater out of it as well right okay see you guys soon bye bye